<laughs> All right. Well, everybody, welcome to episode 40 of the podcast, dude. Glenn Leibowitz is back, back again. Glenn, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Aaron. It's great to be back. Uh, this is, I can't believe it. This is the third episode we're recording to get today, and I'm really psyched. Third third and final episode. I'm a little bit sad. I am, uh, I am too. I'm, well, I'm not entirely sad. I'm planning out our next series for, for maybe later this year or next year. So Really? We, oh, yeah. we got another series coming? <laughs> I'm going to have to bring you, back, bring you on my podcast. So this is an open invitation to Aaron Dowd, the podcast dude, to join me on Right With Impact. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And so speaking of that, I want to do, I want to try to do like the fastest, uh, most succinct intro for both of us possible. My name is Aaron Dowd. I'm 30 years old. I help people make better podcasts. And your name is Glenn Lebowitz. You help people be better writers. That's right. I feel like I could have done just a little bit better with you. How would you, how would you do that? Describe yourself now in that, like one sentence. No, that's okay. I look, I work, uh, as a communications guy at a, a company, it's a global company, and I'm based in Taiwan. I'm originally from South Florida. But in my spare time, I like to uh, write about a number of topics. And one of those is writing. And I also started a podcast last April called Write With Impact. And uh, I interview a lot of writers uh, of nonfiction and fiction. And I also blog a lot. And one place I blog is LinkedIn. And I'd like to talk to you and everyone listening today about know why you should at least consider writing on LinkedIn. Excellent, excellent. That that's that's pretty good. I'll take that. Wait a second. Episode forty, man. My show is old now. <laughs> I have a feeling we're gonna be using that word quite a bit in this one. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 40. We're talking about LinkedIn today. Glenn, you've done really, really well with LinkedIn publishing, writing blog posts on it. I, I have to say, though, as a, as a member of the younger generation, I, uh, I believe I can call myself a millennial. I don't like to. Other people might call me a millennial. But isn't, isn't LinkedIn, isn't it kind of for the older folks, for the, for the more mature among us? Ooh, low blow there, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I told you before the show I was going to play this angle up a little bit, but I'm I'm actually being serious. You know, there's there's what a I, lot what of I, people... what I would say is a couple things. Number one is that unless there's a major advance in science, um, Aaron Dowd, you will be old too someday. Number one. No. Number two. Look, I don't I don't work for LinkedIn. I have no special relationship with them at all. Uh, but I've seen a lot of impact from you know writing on LinkedIn, and. Uh, I'm not here to convert anybody, but uh, if you want to listen, I can tell you just a few tips about you know why you may want to consider getting involved in in LinkedIn in the community and also maybe publishing uh, blog posts on LinkedIn. I'm I'm down for that. I'm sorry, I told myself I'd never use that pun out loud. I'm 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 actually down for that. Okay, good. So we we had a we had a pre-show discussion about this uh, a few weeks ago when we were planning, and. You know, I, I was honest. I was honest. I was like, I, I don't, I'm curious about it. I want to learn about LinkedIn publishing because I, I do, in the past, before I really talked to you about it, I did kind of see it as something more of just like a place for, for online, for my online resume, which frankly, I don't really care about because, because like me and, and 
a lot of the people I know, we use our websites as our, our, our online digital resume, right? Like I talk about the things I know how to do. I build my network. I put examples of the work I've done. I put testimonials. So anyone who wants to get to know me and work with me who needs my skills, you know, as a podcast editor previously, uh, they would, they would get to know me through the website. I don't want to be, I, I actually am kind of, of the persuasion that I don't even want to send resumes out anymore. Like I want to, I want to have conversations. I want to be like connected with people. You know, I want to be able to reach out to a guy I know and say, Hey, who do you know that's looking for a podcast editor? Or just, just to be able to put out there like, Hey, I'm, I'm available for work. I don't do this very often, but I'm available for work. Who, who needs help? Who wants to collaborate? And, and I think there's a lot of people in my shoes and so I, I was curious, and I want you to, and I want you to kind of explain that, like why you started publishing, and also why I'm, I believe that I'm overlooking the very large audience of people that are on LinkedIn, that are reading on LinkedIn, and engaging in like participating in the community there. Right. So, Aaron, you know the way you just described everything, you know what you do and what you're looking for. I believe it just sounds exactly like what uh you know linkedin i think can can offer you can help you with um Ooh. so there, there are two things i want to talk about today one is just let's just step back a little bit and ask you know why and that's what you're you're addressing why should creative professionals or professionals of any sort be on linkedin that's that's one thing and i've got a few points on that the mm-hmm. other thing i want to talk about today is how so how can creative professionals uh, use linkedin to their advantage and that's what we're talking about. You know, we want to get something out of it, get some value out of it. And uh, we can go as deep as you want on, on, those, on those things. But let me just start off with the why. And that's what you were addressing right now. You were asking sort of a question to yourself, but also I think on behalf of, of everyone listening, you know, why the heck should you spend any time on building a profile, you know, building connections and doing anything, sharing content or creating content on LinkedIn? Because I, I see... You know, I was a, I, I didn't use it either for until a couple of years ago. And I was not, you know, looking for a job. I have a job and, you know, I, I thought it was just a, a job search site. And, and it is to a certain extent. That is what it's about. But there's a lot more to it than that. And we could talk about that. But I think, you know, first of all, I mean, before I have four points, I think four reasons why you, can, you would consider even, you know, spending any time on LinkedIn. But before I get to those four points, here's one reason why you may want to build a profile on LinkedIn. And Mm -hmm. this is not necessarily related directly to building a professional presence or relationships or finding new clients. And I'll I'll get to that in a minute. But but here you go. Ready? Not a lot of people talk about this. Mm. But you've heard of SEO, right? Search engine optimization. Definitely. That, That was one of the main reasons I was able to quit my day job and become a full-time podcast editor because I actually knew enough about SEO to get listed to the number one spot on Google for a podcast editor back in 2013, I think it was. Okay, that's fantastic. Hugely important. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So what I would say, that, that's great. I mean, what I would say is, look, before we get into, you know, all the great reasons why you should consider, you know, spending time in, on, on LinkedIn is, you know, you have those first 10 results on Google when people enter your name are, are pretty important. Huge. And LinkedIn has fantastic SEO juice or, you know, Google Mm. loves LinkedIn and it will index your profile. In fact, your profile on LinkedIn is very likely to be the first, second or third result 
of those 10 results on, on Google. And just for that alone, just to sort of capture or claim that, you know, one out of the 10 results uh, that pop up when they enter your name, I think is important because, you know, some people have very unusual or unique special names. Mm-hmm. And um, if you enter other names, I mean, they're beautiful names, but, you know, 10, 20, 50 other people have the same exact name. I've noticed that. And I, I, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, so, you know, how do you get noticed uh, among those names? So I, I think just for that alone, I mean, that's not the, you know, I don't think that's enough reason to invest a huge amount of time on LinkedIn, but just at least have a profile that's filled out, that's professional, has a photo, all that kind of good stuff. I'm not going to go into how to design a really nice pro- profile on LinkedIn. I'd, right. I'm going to talk more about curating and creating and content on LinkedIn, which is, I think, the most exciting and powerful way to use LinkedIn. And that's what I, I'd like to focus on today. But just to have the basics up there as sort of your name card on LinkedIn just gives you the chance to claim one of the 10 spots on the Google search results. Yep. And I actually just did this live as we were speaking on my own name. I Googled myself and I the results were number six and number seven. And that's probably because I already have my own personal blog, AaronDowd.com and the podcastdude.com, which has my name all over both of those. So yeah, for, for someone who doesn't necessarily already have a website, it, it is a good idea. And yeah. I've I've had I've I've had a LinkedIn profile for I don't know, four or five years now. Yeah, but I it, that's good. And you are a content creator, you're a publisher, but not mm-hmm. everyone uh not everyone is. And right. uh, it, it is possible that, you know, other names so you have an advantage and by creating and sharing content, you definitely have an advantage. But anyway, so that's that's one reason. But I, there are a number of other reasons. I think, first of all, you want to build your professional presence. So let me just tell you some numbers. As of today, as far as I know, uh, they have LinkedIn has 420 million members. Now, not all but, of them are active. I've seen numbers, something like only 25% of them actually log in at least once a month. But it's still, still, still a sizable uh, audience. It's global and it's growing. And it's growing pretty fast. Twenty five percent of sorry to interrupt. Twenty five percent of four hundred twenty million is one hundred and five million. See, millennials can add. That's great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, it was actually uh, divi- division maths mathematics. I think so. Yes. I, math maths yeah. was not my strong suit. Actually, it's okay. Okay, continue. All right. All right. So, look, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to sell, you know, how big they are, but they are big. They are growing, and it per, is. they yeah. have pretty high ambitions. They want to reach a billion users at one point. I don't think it'll happen next year, maybe not in two years, but I think at some point it, it might happen. They want to reach a billion people globally. So it's a large audience, and it's very, very global. And yeah. what you want to do is, you know, build your professional presence beyond just the SEO benefit, which I just mentioned. It's mm-hmm. really. Um, and this is really for, again, it's not for people who are necessarily job seekers. And you know, there are a lot of job seekers on LinkedIn, and that's fine. That's what, what it's, That's one of the purposes, you know, that's one of the, their benefits. But if you're a creative professional looking for, to build your, your business, to build your clientele, your, 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 and to, to, you know, build relationships in your, in your area, I think it's a, it's a great place. Uh, it's one additional channel that you should definitely consider uh, spending some time on, and we'll talk about you know, how to do that. And related to that is plugging into professional communities. So they have a number of groups, and just you know, the people, the membership on LinkedIn is really diverse, and it's not just a bunch of you know, resume-holding job seekers, although, again, mm-hmm. there are a lot of them on, on there. 
And it, there are a lot of people, independent professionals, freelancers, creative professionals who are on LinkedIn and are building, you know, plugging into communities, getting to know people, building relationships with, you know, like-minded individuals, people like them. And, uh, you know, when you get involved with some of the groups or just get to know people there, you'll see what I mean. You, you instantly connect with them, you get their email, you take the conversation, you keep it on LinkedIn sometimes, they have a chat function, or you just take it up right offline and you can follow up and, uh, you know, share ideas, share resources and just, and make friends. So I think that's, that's a huge, huge benefit of that. Gotcha. So build your professional presence, plug into professional communities. What are some of the other benefits? Yeah. So I think before even getting to finding new clients, I think you should just consider, you know, strengthening relationships with existing clients. So you've got, you know, clients that you're, you're working with or have worked with them in the past and, you know, they're very likely to be on LinkedIn and by sharing content and even maybe publishing your own content. And that's something I'll talk about. Mm-hmm. I think it just, it's really, it's good marketing, really smart marketing. You know, it's, it's showing that you're, uh, I think I'm quoting Sean McCabe here, but you know, when you teach <laughs> what you know, you become an authority and, yes. uh, you know, you have to do that consistently too. But, you know, mm. by sharing, curating content, could be other people's content, but if you're, especially if you're curating or sharing your own content, and then also if you're publishing blog posts or publishing your own content there, that just sends a very strong signal to your existing clients that you know your stuff. And when they start, you know, looking around at the two or three other options that they have to hire someone, say a graphic designer or a video editor or a freelance mm-hmm. writer or a comic artist, then it's, you know, very possible that they'll think of you first. People, people want to go with the people they know and trust. Yeah. So that's definitely another benefit. And then finding new clients. I mean, that's, that's what a lot of people are on there for. They want to build their clientele. And I've seen a number of people build businesses, you know, freelance businesses off the back of the relationships that they've found and, and cultivated on LinkedIn. And look, it's not the only place you could do that. Uh, one, you know, there's the Sean West community, which is fantastic. And there are other, all kinds of <laughs> other platforms out there, but you know, LinkedIn is, is large and it's growing. And there are a lot of people, it's very, it's a very diverse community. Uh, you can segment it down to, you know, all sorts of very uh, niche specialized groups, you know, interest groups, people that are interested in, you know, one sort of thing, say graphic design, for example, or uh, video editing, podcast editing, you can find people there. Yeah. And you can also, the other, the other thing is, I mean, it's not just people like yourself. You want to find people that need your services. So, you know, when you see all these cor- corporations, these big companies there, they're, they're, they're very present there. And people, you know, who work at those companies are very present on LinkedIn. But that's, but very often they need your help. They need your services. And very often they also have budget. You know, they have sometimes very big budgets that they can spend on outsourcing or, you know, provi- uh, on hiring you uh, for your mm-hmm. expertise, whether it be, again, graphic design, logo design, freelance writing or, or whatnot. Uh, companies, and the larger they get, uh, they tend to have, you know, more generous budgets that they can allocate to, uh, to all kinds of services. So if you want to be in that consideration set, if you want to be considered by them, then you want to have a presence there. No, that's a, that's a great point. And 
I think the the remote working thing and being able to work with a bunch of different clients that's only going to become more and more commonplace in the future. I think uh, a lot of people are going to transition from having everybody in a single building to saying, okay, we've got maybe our core group of people, but we need this person with this specialty. We need this person with this specialty for these projects. So who do we know that can fill those roles? And so that's when if you, if you have that connection with certain people and you've been, you've been writing and publishing, they're going to say, hey, we know this guy or we know that gal. Right. Let's reach out and see if they're available. Exactly. And you, you raise an, a very important point. So what's amazing about LinkedIn is, there is it's very, very global. And for that reason, uh, you can expand your global audience, your potential client audience to, to the world. That's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Secondly, on the other hand, it's also very local. So uh, even though you can join you know, clubs or communities or associations or, or whatnot locally to you know, get to know people, network, build your network locally, actually, because so many people are on LinkedIn, uh, someone maybe down the street from you that you would have never met before, they would never know who you are, could reach out to you and get to know you and do business with you. So I've had you know, I have a, connections all around the world, so I, I've gotten to know people from around the world, but I've also made uh, connections here locally where I live thanks to LinkedIn. I've been invited to some interesting opportunities, uh, you know, to give speeches or to just join some events and just get to know some interesting people that live literally, you know, right down the street from your work, you know, in the same area that I work, but I would have never met them otherwise. So it's very global, but also very, very local at the same time. Excellent. Excellent. So I think we've established some of the benefits. So like growing your professional audience, connecting with people, plugging into those those other professional communities, uh, strengthening relationships with the clients you do have, and also finding new clients. You know, and I, I gave you a hard time before the show and because I, I said, I don't, I'm not sure if this is for people like me. But something, something I just want to mention to the listeners, something that was a huge part of my success as a podcast editor and up until this point was making those professional connections, connecting with people not just necessarily in my particular interest. You know, I started in web design a few years back before I got into podcast editing. And so I connected with a bunch of web designers and developers. And those connections, those relationships that I built with those people, eventually they turned into client work. They turned into people sending referrals to me. They turned into people starting podcasts and reaching out to me and wanting me to help them. So I just want to say that, you know, we, we laughed earlier about being me being able to do math, but 105 million, 100 million people is a large community. And, and these, these are, are a very particular set of people. You know, there's a lot of people on Twitter that are just kind of playing around, <laughs> you know, they're, they're talking about whatever. They're just kind of live streaming their life you know they're all ages maybe they're into business maybe they're not who knows you know there's there's a lot of noise on twitter i i would argue that the people on linkedin are just a little bit more serious about business just a a little bit more focused i think i think it is i i'm i'm having a hard time putting an exact word to it but i feel like it is more if you're if you're interested in business, like if you have a business, if you're a freelancer, if that's the thing you're working on right now, then I think that's that LinkedIn is a good place to be. 
Absolutely. And uh, well, I'm, I'm impressed that you remembered even the number that you had calculated earlier, 105 million <laughs> being, you know, one quarter of 420 million. And that's just, you know, indication of, you know, your age, you're able to remember things like that. I'm very impressed. But that's beside My the point. My memory is going. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so... Where were we? Oh, so so all right. So we've we've established the benefits. So let's talk about yeah. How did like someone like me? How do we get started? Like what do what do yeah, we do? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So look, what can you do? What can a creative professional like Aaron Dowd or those in the Sean West community, the fantastic Sean West community, what can you do to take advantage of LinkedIn? I think there are three things. And I call them sort of the three C's of building a successful network on LinkedIn. So there's connect, there's curate. And there's create. So I, I intentionally, you know, did have, three C's. Yeah, exactly. The alliteration is intentional. So <laughs> let's talk about connect. Um, create new connections. You can create new connections and get to know your existing connections better. And then you can also attract followers and follow other people. So we until now we've been talking about connecting with people. So that is definitely one of the most powerful uh, things that you can do on LinkedIn is to build your direct connections by reaching out and saying, hey, I want to be connected with you. And then you could also follow other people and then other people can follow you even though you're not directly connected. And by connecting directly, you'll get updates in in your feed from them and you'll get their email address. Believe it or not, you'll actually have access to to their email address. You can connect with them offline and take the conversation offline. And so that is something that you know, I highly recommend. And it takes a little while to cultivate that. But I, f- I found that, you know, building a, my connections and also followers, especially through publishing, publishing writing regularly, yes. yes, has been, number one, the engagement level is really, really high. So people actually read my stuff or they share it or they, you know, comment on it. The other thing is the quality of the audience is very high. And, uh, and then just the speed at which I'm able to build you know, my connections and followers is just much, much faster than other social media platforms that all, you know, will remain un, unnamed, but it's much faster. And the other thing is, you know, I do have my own blog. I have my two blogs and I definitely do have my own email list. And I strongly recommend everyone build their own self-hosted blog and, and their email list. But, yeah. but, you know, to generate uh, the kind of traffic that I need to, to that and to build my email list, takes time. So, you know, LinkedIn has definitely accelerated that. It's definitely accelerated my email building and my, and the, the, you know, the size of my audience for my personal blog and also my, my podcast. That's a good, that's a good point. You know, I, I started, um, I started building my email list. I use MailChimp currently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Network. I'm a MailChimp user. MailChimp. Yeah. And there's a lot of good options. Um, and then I've got the, you know, I've got the sign up form on the podcastdude.com. But something I've been doing recently, and I think this is something a lot of people should do, I, I've been also publishing blog posts on Medium, and I add a link back to my website. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, and if I if I were to start publishing, and I, I want to start publishing on LinkedIn, I would also add a link back to my website. So I've just got, I've got these different, I don't know if you would you call them funnels? Sure, funnels out there in the world, kind of bringing all these people back to my website. You know, by way of links and profiles and links at the end of blog posts and stuff. Yeah. So I think putting out those, putting out those little, it's almost like spider webs. Uh, I don't know if that's a good analogy, 
but you're, you're, you're kind of capturing people and bringing them back to your, your, your home base, which is your blog. Exactly. Your website. And now, it's, yeah, it's you, so important to have that home base. No, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And I'm actually surprised some people are really good at blogging, writing on LinkedIn. They publish regularly, but they don't have a home base to point to. It's kind of strange. Um, but no, if you look at podcasters every, that do that. if you look at every single post that I published, I've published 78 so far over the past mm-hmm. nearly two years on LinkedIn. At the very bottom, you'll see I, I direct people, or at least I try to direct people to my blog or my podcast or somewhere uh, where they can follow me and hopefully sign up, you know, on my newsletter uh, on my list, and I can continue the relationship. And I do. So I I email the people who si- sign up to my list. I email them once a week. Uh, with my latest, greatest content. And sometimes I interact with them. I talk to them and, uh, you know, they provide a little bit of feedback once in a while, which is great. So that's absolutely what you, you know, LinkedIn is not sort of the terminal point. That's not the ending point where you're going to build your audience. Um, right. It's, but it is a, a great way to speed up your audience building and your, your, for lack of a better word, brand building, your personal brand building and your professional presence. It'll just speed everything up. Uh, if you spend a little time on there, so connecting with people directly, following other people, and them and other people following you—that's that's you know one of the key benefits. Excellent. So connect, and then the second one was curate. Right. So curate. Uh, so that's something that a lot of people do. So even without writing your own blog post, pu- hitting publish on LinkedIn, which I actually recommend you do, and we'll talk about that. But even without doing that, you can curate two types of content. You could curate other types of content that you see on the web, uh, stuff that your friends publish on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. I highly recommend you do that because that helps build your sort of goodwill with them. Uh, the law of re- reciprocity that Sean McCabe likes to mention quite often. And I totally believe in that, you know, by, by giving your attention, sharing your attention to other people's content, if they notice, when they notice, they, they may uh, return the favor at some point. And even if they don't, that's fine. You know, when you share content that's relevant, relevant to your brand, to, relevant to your area of expertise, you know, in a way it reflects back on, on you. And so sharing content, you'll see a lot of people doing that. Sometimes they do it a little bit too frequently. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, you want to you get the right rhythm and the right pace of, of sharing content, but that's definitely a great way to get your feet wet and get active and build a presence and be known for, number one, just being involved. You know, when people see your face once in a while on LinkedIn sharing interesting articles or inter- interesting content, could be a video, could be, you know, an image or whatever, uh, it's a great way to just sort of build your presence and build your community. And by the way, that when you share content in your feed on LinkedIn, I've noticed that that stuff is much stickier and more pr- visible for a longer time than other type, other platforms out there. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's, you know, of course. Well, we know Twitter moves quickly. <laughs> no, exactly. For most, so, especially if somebody, uh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if someone has more than like a hundred or 200 people that they follow, yeah. like their timeline is just like, whoosh, it's gone. No, exactly. So that's curation. And, and then of course you, you can and should curate your own content. You should share your own content. So app, and I've seen the engagement levels on, you know, when I share, a podcast that I've just published or a blog post, you know, people will like it and comment on it and share it. And, you know, if I go back to the social sharing buttons on my podcast website or my blog, I'll see a lot of that comes from LinkedIn. And that's, you know, that's because that's a function of the fact that I've 
built up a, a large following uh, of direct connections and followers on LinkedIn over the past couple of years. But uh, it's also a function of just the power of the network uh, to sort of radiate your content just by sharing, just by dropping it into your feed. If it's interesting, if you have a little, you know, one-liner or a, a, sent, a short paragraph that introduces what this is about, why it's interesting, people will read it. People will click through it. People will share it. They'll comment on it. They'll like it. Just that piece that you share. And I'm not even talking about writing a, you know, blog post. Yeah, no, that's that's a fantastic strategy. I think for almost any social network, that's that's how I do on Twitter. Uh, I will share things that I find interesting or valuable that I think my the people in my audience will f- find interesting or valuable. And it, and it kind of it tells someone it tells the people what you care about, tells them what you're into, what you're paying attention to, and and so I try to mix it up between you know maybe half of other people's stuff that I share. And then half of my original content or or my own personal thoughts. So, yeah, I think I, it, if if it works on LinkedIn, it'll work other places as well. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, should we talk about create? Yeah, number three, create, create. Okay, so this is where things start to move faster and get more exciting and fun, in my opinion. So I've been doing this for almost two years. So I, I speak from a little bit of experience. Uh, LinkedIn started publishing content written by its so-called influencers, hand-selected people, people of influence uh, around mm. the world. There are about 500 of them. Uh, they started that a good four years ago, maybe five years ago. But two years ago, they opened up their blogging platform to the rest of its membership. Mm-hmm. And they did that in waves because they didn't want to melt the servers because there were so many you know, members, hundreds of millions of members. So they limited, limited it to you know certain blocks of members. But Today, most members, not all, most members have access to the blogging platform and can publish on a blog post. So there's a little pencil icon on your on your homepage on LinkedIn. On the mm-hmm. right side, it says publish a post. And it looks very unassuming, kind of shy, kind of, you know, sitting there on your home on your homepage on LinkedIn, but it's actually very powerful. And and here's why. So last year at one point, the editor, Dan Roth, said that a million people on LinkedIn had contributed, had published a post on LinkedIn. And weekly, they published something like 130,000. I've seen the number go up to 150,000 posts a week. So a lot of people are publishing. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, not all of that stuff is, is uh, you know, get, getting noticed equally. And there are strategies for, for getting noticed. And we could talk a little bit about that. But it, it's definitely something that has taken a hold. A lot of people are doing it. And I, I've done and I've seen a lot of impact from that. So just by publishing you know, consistently over the past two years, I've built my audience on LinkedIn, but also off LinkedIn. Like I said before, I've been building my email list, building mm-hmm. my also my Twitter following. Thanks to LinkedIn, I always put my Twitter handle uh, at the bottom of my, of my posts. And so my Twitter following has grown. But I've seen the most engagement on LinkedIn. Engagement meaning you know people who actually you know read my stuff, they comment yeah. on it, they share it, they like it. It's just astounding, and uh, especially and, and I could you know talk a little bit about how to do that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm interested in that, and I, I actually went. So I'm on LinkedIn right now. I'm looking at the yeah. uh, the site, and I hit the, the little button that says uh, write a post. Yep, and it it's a really nice, just like very simple blog post editor. Exactly, you got a place to you got a place to add an image. You've yep. got a place to write a headline. You've got this uh 
the different buttons for bold and text and it, you know, it's italic and all that lists and links and yep. So yeah, yeah. Now, okay. Now I got to publish something. Okay, keep going. Okay, I'm, I'm going to write. I'm going to keep going. So I'm going to talk about writing on LinkedIn, publishing, uh, you know, blogging, essentially blogging on LinkedIn, and that's what I've been doing for the past two years. So let me talk. You know, we could go on for a long time about this, but I'll I'll try to, you know, pull out a few highlights, a few tips. Good, good, good. That that could just give you a, a flavor of sort of you know how you should think about it. And look, it's not rocket science, and it's not radically different from you know writing on your own blog. It is a blog. A blog is a blog is a blog. But it is a little bit. It is a little bit different on LinkedIn because of the the nature of the community and just the way things work and the way you get noticed, get your your posts noticed. So anyway, let me let me get started. So first of all, I highly recommend before you start writing and publishing, why don't you just study what others are writing on LinkedIn. So just take a look around. You can't miss it. It's called Pulse. Pulse is the name of the publishing platform. And so read a bunch of posts, read several dozen posts by others that are writing about topics that you want to write about mm-hmm. and or on, a, on other topics. So study those carefully uh, to see which ones did well and try to analyze why. You know, just try to see, you know, what what was so good about that that post? Why did people, you know, why did... 800 people click like on, you know, on Glenn's post or, or some other person's post. And look at the top 10, 20, 30 posts in a given day to see which ones rose to the top and why. So if you look at, if you see the list of posts, if you click on a post, you'll see to at the left-hand side, the left-hand sidebar, you'll see it's basically a rank listing, ranked by, num- by page views, hmm. by reads, by views. Uh, so it starts from the top. The one with the most views, and then it and then it goes down. If you were to click, you'll see the number decreases. So it's essentially a ranking. They don't number it, but it is a, a ranking based on page views. And that that list refreshes. It changes every day because you know new posts are being published, and then they'll they won't they'll stop featuring some of the top posts. They'll pull them down. They'll remove them from that that sidebar and feature other posts. But it's essentially a you know it's ranked by number of views. And so you could see which ones did really well and go in and read them, study them, take a look at them. What do they write about? You know, what's the topic and how long are they? How do they format them? You know, what style do they write? You know, in what style do they write? That kind of thing. So just just poke around, study just for a little bit. I'm not talking about days or anything. Just spend an hour yep. or so just Research. Read, you know, reading other people's stuff. And I think that'll give you, you know, a good flavor for what's out there. So that's one thing. The other thing you should do is, um, you know, when you start to write, so this is starting to, you know, talking about writing a post, uh, how to do that for LinkedIn. Keep your posts short. So try to keep them under, people recommend between 500 and 900 words as sort of a sweet spot. Uh, Sometimes Mm -hmm. my posts run over that, 1,000 or even more, and they still do well. So there's no hard and fast rule about length. Some, Some people write very short posts. But, you know, keep try to keep them short. Uh, many more people are reading on smartphones these days, as you know, so yeah. they don't have a lot of time uh, to read or, quote, consume content, and they want to get value out of a post quickly, so people are looking for something that's going to be useful to them. Uh, so don't run on, run on and on in your post with a wall of text. You know, you want to try to get to the point, you know, tell a story, give some advice, and sort of get out of there, <laughs> end it, and then, you know, put a little signature at the bottom that says, hey, this is who I am. And if you want, you know, want to find out more about me, come to my blog. So you should definitely direct people at the end of your post to your own home base off of LinkedIn. Definitely. Well, and I will say something. You mentioned a wall of text. That's, uh, yeah, that's something you got to be aware of. 
I think when writing for the internet. And I, I think that the smart people, a lot of the smart people on LinkedIn will be a little bit more tolerant of a longer paragraph, you know, four or five, six sentences. But I think for me, I, I do like to break them up a little bit. I try to do, you know, I generally don't do too many like one sentence paragraphs. You know, I won't have a sentence by itself unless it's unless it's kind of important. Unless if I were saying it in real life to someone, because I write like I try to write like a talk. So if I had something really, really important to say and I was like, this is the single biggest thing that you need to take away from this episode, that that sentence right there would be on a line by itself because I want it to have a lot of impact. But otherwise, I try not to just have these paragraphs that go on and on and on because people, you know, they kind of glaze, they kind of their eyes glaze over. Absolutely. After a little while. Yeah. No, in my latest post, I actually had a one word sentence. So one wait one one word sentence. What yeah. what was the word? Ouch. O u c h. Ouch. Period. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You can do that. Yep. It's the internet, man. You can do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so definitely break break up your text. So let's let's move on. What else did I want to say? I think there's just a whole bunch consistency. of consistency. Oh yeah. So consistency is really really important. So here you go. So you know, don't just publish here and there and then quit for a few months or even longer, like years. And then you, know, you should aim to publish at least one post, say every two months. Now that doesn't sound very frequent, and it's not. No, actually. it does not. <laughs> but, but but my my point is, you know, my recommendation is, you know, some, everybody I talk to, a lot of people I talk to, they say, hey, I want to get started. I want to start blogging. I'm going to publish once a once a week, one Ambitious, post a week, yeah. and then they they don't. And it's, it's very yeah. hard hard to sustain if you have done nothing so far. So I my my advice is start small and you know work your way up. Uh, you know, learn to walk and then learn to run, you know, jog and then maybe learn to run later. So, you know, start small, start infrequent, maybe once every two months. And, and even at that, that would be six posts a year. And again, it's not, doesn't sound like a lot, but six posts is a lot more than zero, which is what most people are publishing right now is zero. So, you know, ramp that up, of course, to, you know, once a month and, and make it a good post, make it something that you're proud of, proud to share. And by the way, you can republish that elsewhere and we could talk about that, but you know, you can make use of that content elsewhere on your own blog, of course, or on medium.com. It's perfectly fine. And then, you know, ramp that up. So for me, I, the advice I was given was write weekly. And I actually, I took that advice to heart and I took it pretty seriously and I did. So I've been fairly consistent. Sometimes I'll drop off. Maybe I won't publish in two weeks, but I try to do it roughly every, every week. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's, so being consistent is really, really important. Just showing up you know, I'm I'm sort of hitting my two year mark. Sean McCabe likes to say you really just need to show up for for at least two years before you start to see the impact that you're looking for. And I've seen the impact way before two years. So I'm I'm running up close to two years writing two for two years on LinkedIn, and I've just seen tremendous uh, results just in terms of the you know the friends that I've made, the connections I've made globally, and the way my content has been you know has been received very positively on on LinkedIn. So. Anyway, so that's be, that's consistency. Can I? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to jump in here with a uh, with a little story, with a little rant. Yeah, sure. I've got a little, little rant. Okay, so so I'm going to share publicly. <laughs> I don't why well, I shouldn't do. I'm, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to share publicly the very first blog I ever wrote. It's still online. It's it wasn't that long ago. I I'm, I'm looking at it right now. People can go to AaronPlayingDrums.wordpress.com and go see this. I published. The first blog post 
uh, in June of 2011. And I have to say, I'm reading like there's, um, I want to say I did like nine or 10 posts on this blog before switching to a real site, like a real WordPress site, but it's so bad. <laughs> but okay, okay. My point, my point is this, if you're, if, if you haven't done blogging very much, uh, you, you feel if you're anything like me, I felt so worried about it. I was, I was like, and, and I knew that not that many people were going to read it, but I, I was, I was hoping that people would read it. But if you're worried that people are going to read it and like, oh, I don't know if this is good, you have to suck at it for a while. Like you just have to go through writing those 300 word blog posts, those 500 words, those 800 words, whatever it is. You've got to start and try to give something valuable. Try to write something valuable, and then just do it over and over and over and over and again. And and at first, you're probably not going to have a lot of people reading what you write. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing because what you're writing probably isn't going to be that good. It's just like podcasting. Uh, the The bummer with podcasting is that if you keep doing it for a while, then you go back to your first episode and a bunch of people listen to that and you're just, you're listening to it and you're like, oof, I wish I could have done that better. There's a bunch of people. The, the Okay, so I think I told you, Glenn, uh, my podcast got into new and noteworthy in iTunes. So I got a bunch of new listeners now. Well, a lot of them went back and listened to my very first episode, which I recorded last year. Yeah, and it, and I have to say, compared to now, after forty episodes, having all this practice, I sucked back then. <laughs> like it wasn't terrible, but it's it's not as good. It doesn't even sound as good because I've gotten better at mixing my own voice since then, and my and my audio setup is better. Yeah. So so my point with all this is that if you're not if you're not already a an awesome blogger. There's no shortcut to becoming an awesome blogger. You just got to sit down and you got to write a bunch of crappy posts. And eventually, if you keep trying, they're going to get better. Yeah. But don't stress too much about it because you won't have a huge audience at first. Exactly. You know, everything you say, I completely agree with Aaron. And by the way, I was just sort of scrolling. Now that you've told me where your old blog is, I've been, <laughs> I've been scrolling through it, number one. Number two, I'm going to start sharing all of your old posts on my on Twitter and, oh, no. <laughs> and you're you're playing the drums here. You're practicing the drums, and I'm going to share. Oh, dude, that all... was actually a pretty good video. Yeah. No, okay. I'm going to do that. So no, this is. But I'm really <laughs> impressed. No, you you clearly you put a lot into this blog, and then it's a shame that you stopped. But you know, I know you know, you went in, on to bigger and better things. Now you know you're with Sean West, and you you produce all the podcasts there, and you've got your own yeah. podcast, fantastic podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if 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 people want to go see what I was thinking in 2011, it's yeah. pretty. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It, it's good it's stuff. Pretty... No, it's well, well written, really, really well done. So anyway, so the point is, I mean, you could do the same with me. If you go to LinkedIn, uh, you can go to my blog post. You can look all the way back to 2014. You could see my first attempts. You could see the first couple mm, of posts. Yeah. You know, maybe got a, a few hundred views or, or whatnot, maybe, you know, one or two comments and a couple of likes. And then that, you know, that changed. You'll see the evolution of, of my posts. They started to get noticed and then, you know, the, the numbers just jumped. Uh, dramatically. And since then, I've just, you know, I don't do that. I don't add it all up, but it's it's been enormous. So I've gotten, you know, maybe a million or so views and tens of thousands of likes and shares. You know, I, I'm not going to spend time adding that up, all up. It's meaningless. But the point is that, you know, I, you showed up. It is a great channel, a great platform to get your content and get your brand out there to get, get it noticed. Because I there's no way I could have done that organically just through my own blog. Yeah. Yeah. So look, so study what other people are doing, be consistent, yep. keep your post short yes, and then uh, break it up. So break up 
related to keeping it short is breaking it up visually. So break it up yep. with uh, your post, you know, the text with subheadlines. Sounds basic, but some people don't do that. Uh, yeah. gr- graphics. Sounds basic, but some people don't do that. Yeah. Uh, or they find, you know, pretty not so attractive graphics. You know, find something. Stock that, photography. <laughs> yeah. Find something nice. Maybe go to Flickr. Uh, Unsplash. You know. Unsplash.com, I think Oh, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I use that. And then, you know, drop in some quotes or whatnot just to sort of break up the text and just to make it visually appealing. I mean, ultimately, it's the content. Mm-hmm. It's what you have to say that's that's most important, most interesting. But, you know, visually, is if important. you make it look look nicer and easier to read, that, that does help a little bit. Yep. So presentation is really important. Yeah, definitely. And then headlines are everything. So, okay, so maybe not everything. You know, obviously, the content is important, but they are really, really important. And it's something that the I've spoken to many of the editors at LinkedIn and a number of other writers on LinkedIn, and they just have emphasized the importance of you know writing a really good headline. And it's funny, I've said this advice on a couple of podcasts or on in blog posts on LinkedIn, and a lot of people have said this, but some people still don't do it. So they'll write, you know, a headline that just it's not clear, you know, what the content of the post is about, or maybe it's just, you know, it's not, uh, it's just not interesting. Yep. And, you know, it sounds kind of sad if you have a really, it's just the reality that if you have a really good post, something you've written, good piece of content, very valuable to a lot of people, but if that headline is not going to pull them in and make them want to click, you know, unfortunately they'll pass it over. And that happens to all of us. It happens to me. I've noticed some, you know, some of my posts, they get a lot of likes and shares and comments and people just raving about it. Wow, this is great. It brought a tear to my eye, all that kind of good stuff. Makes me feel good. But the view count is is good. It's respectable, but you know, it's not, you know, the 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 ratio of likes and shares to the view count or views count is is not incredibly high. So, and that that's an indication that my headline was okay, but not that great. Yeah. Well, and you know, I wrote a post this past week that that I was really proud of and that did pretty well. Uh, and published it on Medium, and I called it "Want People to Remember You." Set huge goals for yourself, hmm. and and I I that wasn't the initial title. I think I actually went through two or three different titles. But I think the initially it was going to be something like what I realized uh, the or what was it the importance of of story or something like that or like set big goals for yourself and it's like ah oh, that uh, that doesn't really do the post justice because i i and i'll include a link in the show notes podcastdo.com slash 40 but i explained in this blog post i realized that like setting really big goals for yourself is really important because it gives you a story and without a story people won't remember you well and they might depending on how you act but but big stories people that set huge goals are creating a big story for themselves so I was like, well, why would someone, why would anyone in my audience, why would they be interested in reading this? It's like, well, if you want to be, re- if you're the kind of person that cares about being remembered, and I do, I want to be remembered. I want to stand out. I want to, I want to do something awesome with my life and be recognized for it. Well, if you want to be remembered, how do you do that? Well, you set huge goals for yourself. So that's what the title was. And, you know, it's, it's being shared. It's, it's, I don't, I don't know if it's the most successful blog post I've ever published, but I'm really happy with how it's doing. So just taking taking a little bit of time to think about why someone what what you have to offer someone what value you can give someone and 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 try to explain that in a way that gets them interested in clicking on the title because there's you're competing with so many other things. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a great great headline. I look I definitely want to read that. It's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. And what I would say is look, some people were asking in the chat in the Sean West community 
You know, mm. what about Medium? You know, should I publish on Medium or publish on LinkedIn? Help, I'm confused. You know, he didn't exactly write it that way, but I can see that. <laughs> There's so, a lot of places to publish, yeah. Yeah, so that's fine. Look, it's a, it's a great question and, you know, something that I, I've contemplated or struggled with, uh, you know, in the past. And I can tell you exactly what I do, but you could take that post that you publish on medium.com and you can definitely republish it on LinkedIn. I will. And you will, and you should. And, you know, you, right you should now. reference either, you know, the original. I think that just to be fair to everyone, just make it clear, you know, it appeared originally on medium.com, but that's fine. Nobody really minds. And maybe they'll go back to your medium and follow you on medium there. Of course, you'll direct them to, you know, your podcast <laughs> and, uh, you know. Spider webs. So, so, you know, LinkedIn, you should definitely try to write original content for LinkedIn, but a lot of people are repurposing and republishing stuff on LinkedIn and it's, it's perfectly fine as long as number one, you just, you know, sort of credit the source and number two, make sure it's the full post. So here, here's what some people do that I think is wrong. I'll just be mm. blunt. It's wrong. So they'll say, oh, they'll start off with a couple, with a great headline. So I yeah. click, I click through. I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm ready to read. I want to, to I want to hear I want to read what they have to say about whatever topic and and all of a sudden I get like a one sentence that says oh if you really if you want to read my post on such and such website or on my blog click here No No not okay Exactly thank you thank you Aaron that's exactly how I feel every time I see that so so what do you think next time I see them publish a post will I click on their their headline Nope Okay, no, because like they're gonna make me go to some other stupid website. Nah, now it's like the browser's taking forever to load, and I just wanted to read something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if it's a friend of mine, you know, my friends do that. Some of some some do that, and I'm like, why did you do that? All you all, it's very simple. All you have to do, there's a thing called you know Control A or Command A. You know, select all, <laughs> and then you click click Command C or Control C on you know on the PC. Copy. And then come in, you know, you, you paste it in and, you know, change the headline a little bit. And look, some people who are into SEO, they may be horrified that I'm talking like this or say, oh my God, you know, Google's going to, you know, strike you down. They're going to hate you for that. Oh, nah. uh, look, I don't know. I'll leave it to the SEO experts to, to debate that and let's not get into that. But the point is you can uh, repurpose and republish, but you got to do it the right way. People want the full, want a complete story. You know, whenever they click on a post on LinkedIn. So if you want to just drop a link, that's easy. Just drop it into your feed. You know, that's sort of the share and update, your 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 news feed on LinkedIn. But don't publish it as a stand, don't publish a, a link or just one little paragraph or even two paragraphs as a standalone blog post. Hmm. A standalone blog post should be a complete story in and of itself. It should be, you know, minimum 400, 500 words. And you know, just be complete from beginning to end. And then if you want to link to a, a longer version, you can do that. People do that. And that's okay. You can link to the full report. If it, you know, it's, it's an excerpt from a book or a report that you've written, that's okay. But that blog post has to be a standalone piece of content that people can enjoy and get some value from. Okay. So, so update is more like quick link, almost, almost like a tweet maybe. Right. Exactly. Whereas, whereas, uh, write a post is like you're going to make a big blog post. It's going to be a thing. Right. And the difference, right, is that, you know, the stuff you share on LinkedIn is going to be interesting, value added, and uh, professional, and not a bunch of, you know, cat videos and or memes. Right. Like you see on Facebook and Twitter. Sorry, I just mentioned those other guys. But anyway, 
Cool. So we, that was that was headlines. Headlines are important. I think we got totally off yep. the topic. I can't even remember what we were saying about headlines. Just the, <laughs> the point being, headlines are really, really important. I spend a lot of time on them. And here's what I do. Here's my secret. Besides writing, you know, variations of the headline before I hit publish. It's a good idea. I take it to the market. And sometimes the market is, you're not going to believe it, my two kids. Yep. So I have a 16-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. And I'll show it to them and they'll, you know, they're pretty honest. They're pretty brutally honest, to be frank. They'll tell me exactly what they think. And when they see something, they say, hey, you know what? I like that. You know, my son will say, hey. And he'll give me a reason. Then, mm-hmm. then like, he, he selected the post. I had three options for my latest post. And he picked the winner. And, uh, you know, my latest post hit number three on LinkedIn. So, anyway. Ben? Um, good dude. So, so get, get advice if you can. If you, you know, I don't always get advice from people. I sort of just you know, pray that it'll work. And sometimes it does, but, um, definitely try some different, you know, options out, see how they feel, how they sound and, you know, try to have fun. Don't be clickbaitish. That's not good. You don't want to promise something you can't deliver. And also, by the way, on LinkedIn for headlines, you can get away with a listicle, but they generally don't like them. They being the editors. So the editors on LinkedIn, do a lot of hand curation of your content and they will yeah, cat- yeah. categorize it under one of the pulse channels. These channels are topic channels like technology, social media, leadership and management. And if they put it, if they tag it under one of those categories, it'll blast your article out to hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of, of users, of readers. And that's where you get the visibility. But my point is, so if you want to make your post attractive to the editors, which you want to mm. do actually then you want to not only write a great blog post, but you want a headline that does not sound like you're just copying BuzzFeed. Gotcha. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. So you'll still see listicles, and listicles are fine. And I'll, I'll use it once in a while, but not on LinkedIn. I'll use it elsewhere. <laughs> just for some reason, they, 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 they're trying to avoid uh, publishing listicles. And then another thing is just you, you got to remember that you are on a social network. So don't forget mm-hmm. to be social or sociable. Don't just treat LinkedIn as a free advertising space. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of people do, <laughs> and they do a lot of crazy things. And even really smart people do some things that are just, you know, not very smart, to be frank. So don't just try to sell your stuff constantly without interacting with the community. And I do see this happen very often, you know, by some very talented and smart people. Like I said, they'll drop links to their content or latest pro- product, and then and even when people leave positive comments or like or share their content, they don't acknowledge it at all. They're not there. And I, I suspect a couple things are possible. Number one, they may be using social media scheduling software yep. and they're just dropping in it automatically and they're not paying any attention. They're not on LinkedIn physically. You know, they're not there viewing the response to their con- content that they are sharing, that they're, I'm not going to mention the software, software. You know, there are a couple of applications out there that are fine, you know, for certain purposes. But if you're just automating your social media sharing, including on LinkedIn, and you're not interacting with the audience and building, you know, building connections or just being visible, it sort of runs counter to the whole purpose of LinkedIn. And it'll ensure that no, very few people will notice your stuff. And I see some very smart, successful, you know, people do that. And it's wrong, actually, to be, to be perfect. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. There's, I, I, I hear, I hear, and I agree with what you're saying. And I have seen, I have seen people do this. Like, if I see somebody just always posting, like, posting their stuff or like just promoting themselves, and it doesn't ever seem like they're 
interacting or being personal in her anyway. Right. I, 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 I don't feel like I come to have a connection, a real connection with that person. Like I want to see a little bit of authenticity. I want to see a little bit of like of realness and not just like, okay, maybe you're a content creating machine, which is fine. And that's great. But like, show me, show me who you are, you know, show me a little bit of your day to day life. And uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky thing. Cause and in one sense, I know a lot of people just want to provide value. And so they, they write a lot, they share a lot of the, their stuff and they just want to give to people. But sometimes, sometimes you have to just joke around with people, interact with people, you know, tell people, thank you for, if they leave a comment on your site. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I couldn't agree more, Aaron. And it's, the funny thing is, is yes, I do share my own content. I'll share my podcast episodes. I'll share my blog posts on LinkedIn. But the funny thing is, is that sometimes all it takes is I'll share a photo of me playing ping pong with one of, <laughs> one of my colleagues in our office. Some One day they, they set up a ping pong table in our lounge and I was playing ping pong and someone took a picture of me and I posted on LinkedIn <laughs> and that got, you know, like the most, you know, traction, the most likes I've ever seen of any, any of my, you know, the posts that I drop into the feed. I'm not talking about my articles, obviously, yeah, or, yeah. you know, a picture of, of the mountains out, outside and, you know, just very simple kind of, you know, stuff like that. I don't do a lot of that, but occasionally just to give a glimpse into sort of behind the scenes, you know, where I work, where I live, a little bit of who I, I am, but not too much. Of course, LinkedIn is, you know, you don't want to get too personal on LinkedIn. That's maybe for other platforms, Snapchat. I might, Snapchat. I might get kind of personal. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I hear I hear ping pong is very popular with millennials. I wouldn't know because I'm, I'm not a millennial, so... That's, that's, that's okay. beyond that's beyond me. But anyway, maybe I, okay. I used to, I used to play it as a kid. It was, it's popular with uh, you know Gen 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 Xers like like me. Hmm. Um, so so yeah. So be be social. Like if somebody talks to you, if somebody s- says hi, or you know, yeah, that they enjoyed your article or your blog post or your podcast or your video, whatever. Yeah, just freaking say thank you. <laughs> like it it takes three seconds, and it, and it <laughs> might mean more. Yeah. To that person than you than you even know. You know? Yeah, Aaron, I, you said it's so much better than I did. I was so boring the way I described it. I was so you know kind of serious Gen X style, and you you said so just <laughs> be freaking nice. What did you say? I'm you know the way you said it for your millennial audience is just so much better than the way I said it. <laughs> well, we got we got both bases covered because yeah, I, you know we got a lot of millennial listeners and we got a lot of Gen X listeners. Exactly. So yeah, I don't we think we're hit. I don't know if we're including any baby boomers. I hope we are. What's a baby boomer? Uh, that's my parents' generation, and oh, okay. and uh, and and then also the Gen Z, the Generation Z, and that's my kids. Gen Z, yeah. Is is that what they're calling them? I think so. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, hard to believe. <laughs> so all right, so that's good. So be yeah, so be social. There's a lot of good stuff, man. Yeah, look, there's a lot more, and we can go on about this. And I, it's a great topic, and. You know, just just poke around. Look at my stuff. Um, if you go to Write With Him, just go to LinkedIn and enter my name, Glenn Leibowitz, uh, or go to writewithimpact.com slash LinkedIn. Uh, you should get to my profile, and then you should be able to see all of my posts there. And just take a look at what I write about, you know, what I, I publish on. And also just look at, you know, how people are responding. You could see the comments, mostly very good, very professional, and very supportive, and some kind of crazy. It's kind of fun to watch, to read. But, uh, you know, and also don't just look at my stuff, obviously. Look at other people's stuff. There's a lot of good stuff there. And I would say, by the way, there's some interesting content on there. 
I, I like to read other people's content. I do read it. I like it and I share it. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot out of some of some of the stuff that I read there. So there's actually some some useful stuff. You can learn a lot about a number of different topics uh, on LinkedIn. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you know curating and creating your own content. And I, I highly recommend it. I think you should give it a try. If you are a content creator of any sort, uh, and you're you're also a blogger, or you're starting, you're thinking of starting a blog. And by the way, when I started on LinkedIn, I was not a blogger. I, I wanted to start a blog, and I was starting my self-hosted my my personal blog at the same time. But I had no content, and I didn't even know what to write about. So LinkedIn was my way, sort of my, you know, my training, training bicycles. Grounds. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if you know. What you training guys, wheels. What? I like that. Yeah, training wheels. Exactly. So uh, your hoverboard. No. Yeah. See. Well, again, that's that's just a generational thing. We I, we didn't have that you know, back then. We were, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a hoverboard either. These things yeah. are so dumb. But yeah, the, you, you you it seems so weird to me that you got your start. It was yeah. just like two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. I I really a year before that I wanted to start a blog and I really didn't know what the heck I should write about. And when LinkedIn opened its platform, it just you know, people were writing about anything and everything. And I said, hey, I'll, I'll give it a try. Let me just write about something I, I think I know about. And I did. And, you know, I just took it from there and I built from there. But again, it was the consistency. I just try to, you know, put my body in the in the chair, maybe at my dinner table or wherever I was and try to just, you know, hack out a post once a week. And I've been doing it ever since. And it's, it's been fun. I've got to, you know, I got to meet a lot of really interesting people around the world. And then they recognized me in December as a top voice, so one of their top bloggers last year. So that was kind of nice. That is awesome. And I, I just want to say this. I, I have two thoughts right now. Uh, maybe three. Three things. One, I really kind of want to own the podcasting space on LinkedIn. Yep. So I think I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of people on there that could uh, would be very interested in what I have to say. Sure. Number number two, if, if anyone... Okay, let me start with this. Number two, millennials, fellow millennials, you guys need to step up. You guys need to step up and show these older folks that you actually have something valuable to contribute or that you're at least going to try and you're not, you know, and don't fall into the the whole like, oh, I don't have 100,000 views on my post. What's wrong with the world? Don't fall into that. Just, just you got to show up. You got to show up and you got to put in the work. So just, just freaking show up. And, and then three, don't don't stress too much about it. Just like go and try this out. Like don't overthink it. Don't don't be like oh I got to get everything perfect and I have to write the perfect blog post and and oh uh, this is a little bit scary. No no just 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 go and try it out. Just try it out. Just publish something. Publish publish five hundred words. Pick a topic. Write a headline. Write five hundred words. Make it look kind of pretty. Pick a good uh, a good picture from unsplash.com. Throw it up. Get it up there. Do it again. Do it again. That's 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 where success comes from. Not not this whole like, uh, Glenn. I'm guilty of this. I'm I'm so guilty of like overthinking everything and just being like, oh, I gotta you know I gotta have a whole podcast interview <laughs> where I talk to a guy to get him to explain to me how to publish on LinkedIn when it's just a button. It's just a button that says publish a post. <laughs> right. And I could have just gone and published a freaking post, but instead, <laughs> but instead, exactly. I procrastinated. Yep. And I said, let me get my good friend, my smart friend, Glenn Leibowitz on to explain to me in great detail why I should use this and how I use it. Because I'm scared. I'm scared of yeah. just like sitting down and doing the freaking work. I know. It's tough. And, you know, I'll be perfectly honest. Now, I don't want to scare scare you off here, Aaron, because you haven't even started yet. But you will. You will. <laughs> but what I, I would say is that, no, even today, two years later, I, you know, still wonder, number one, 
well, anyone like this headline or anyone like this post? And then yep. even, even before I hit publish, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, no one's going to read this. No one's going to like it. Then and even after I, right after I publish it, then I'm like, oh my gosh, no one's going to like it. No one's going to read it. <laughs> and then, uh, it never you know, goes away. I, I've had a much different experience though. Um, if you can you know, take a look at my posts, you'll see they've done pretty well. But, you know, even if you only, only quote, only get 50 or hundred views or 200 views or whatever on your post, that's fine. I mean, those are people uh, behind those, you know, views. And if you get a couple likes, that's encouraging and just, you know, keep, keep doing it. Don't give up just because you feel like, you know, you're, you're talking to an echo chamber. And the other thing is you can definitely, as I've said before, just repurpose and republish on your blog, start building up your archive on your blog, you know, maybe change up the headline, <laughs> maybe mix up that, you know, the intro a little bit, but, uh, and again, I'll leave that to the SEO experts on what you should do about that, but <laughs> you should, you can definitely republish on medium.com. And I know they're they're okay with that. I've talked to the editors at LinkedIn and Medium about this, and they seem generally okay with that. Of course, they they prefer exclusive content. But anyway, just just do it. Just get started somewhere, and uh, good luck. And uh, you know, you can find definitely find a lot more about you know writing on LinkedIn. I'm on. I've written about it on LinkedIn, and also if you go to you know my podcast, I've interviewed an editor, one of the senior editors at LinkedIn, Isabel Rugel. She mm. is based in Sydney, Australia, and I interviewed her last year. So she gives you all everything you need to know uh, about writing on LinkedIn. And that's her name's Isabel Rugel. But go to my, you know, my podcast website, writewithimpact.com, and you'll find her. Just look at, you know, enter Isabel into the search term. I'll the include a box. link in the show yeah, notes. We'll include a link. And then also I interviewed uh, Justin Bariso uh, in December. Justin Bariso, he's a popular writer on LinkedIn. And I also interviewed another popular writer on LinkedIn, and that'll be in in one of my upcoming episodes. So, little plug for my podcast. Sorry about that, but I, I you know, I do write and pod and interview people about the topic of writing on LinkedIn. I like that. You're, you and you, so writewithimpact.com, fantastic website. That's where people can go to find you. Uh, but I, I was going to say that I enjoy that you write about LinkedIn on LinkedIn, just like I podcast about podcasting in in a podcast. I do. So yeah, one one post I wrote a month ago or so is why I write on LinkedIn and and why you should too. And that one did really well. A lot of people are interested in that topic because they're doing it or they're contemplating it. They're thinking about it. They're overthinking about it like people people like Aaron Dowd. Hello. <laughs> and they're not actually taking action. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll help you with that offline if you want. But you know, I'm sure you don't need my help. Just 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 you're, do it. You're a good writer, Aaron. You write Thank good you. stuff. You generate a lot of great content on your podcast about podcasting. And let me tell you, every time I write about podcasting or drop, you know, links to my podcasts on LinkedIn, people love it. The one post that I wrote about podcast, my first post I wrote about podcasting a year ago was, you know, why 2015 will be the year of the podcast. That was Google like that. So if you enter year of the podcast, you'll see that post on LinkedIn pop up. Google indexed my post because it did so well. People really, really liked it and linked to it and so forth. So podcasting is a really hot topic on LinkedIn. You know, I think, Aaron, you are definitely positioned to, like you said, own that topic, but you got to, you know, just get started and start talking about it and be known as the podcast dude on LinkedIn. That's great advice. So writewithimpact.com, uh, where else can people find you online? Uh, yeah. So LinkedIn, as I mentioned, go, go to LinkedIn and just enter my name, Glenn Leibowitz, or go to writewithimpact.com slash LinkedIn, and that'll re redirect you. So definitely connect with me directly on LinkedIn. I like to do that. 
If you want to follow me, I'd appreciate it, but I'd really just prefer to connect directly. That means we get to sort of, you know, we can chat offline that way and uh, get to know each other better. And uh, yeah, I'm also on Twitter. At Glenn Leibowitz and at... Impactful Writer, but just go to Impactful at Glenn Leibowitz. There you go, at Glenn Leibowitz. And if people, people, listener, hello. Thanks for listening to this three-part series. I hope this was helpful. Uh, if you want, you can email me, Aaron, at the podcast dude. If you have questions, if we didn't get to talk about anything that you'd, that you'd like to hear about, I would be more than happy to answer emails. Or you can find me on Twitter, Aaron, at the thepodcastdude.com. Uh, also trying something new, Glenn, Glenn. I'm so millennial. I re-downloaded Snapchat, and I'm I'm using it again. That's good. I feel yeah. It's I asked uh, I asked my son I asked my son my teen son you know whether he uses it and he he looked at me and he didn't want to talk about it because he doesn't want me on there. Um, (laughs) But I don't know I don't know how to use it anyway. I'm trying to to figure it out. But you know I think I'm. It's a little weird. It's beyond me. It's for your generation, I guess. Yeah. What can I say? No, it's. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, really, you either take a picture or you take uh, a, a short video. You can string them together. You can make multiple ones, and then you can either add it to like what they call uh, the story, which is kind of like a feed, your feed for the day, um, or you can send that to an individual person, and okay. then they can reply. Yeah, I, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> you know, you, you got to do an episode, uh, Snapchat for podcasters with the podcast. Dude. Seriously, you should do it. I'll, I'll listen to that one for sure. Yeah. Baby, we might have to. We've been talking about it a lot in the in the Shawnless community lately because yeah. I was I was very skeptical, just like I was with with LinkedIn originally. I was like, okay, I don't want to be like. It seems to me like there's a bunch of freaking teenagers on this Snapchat sending each other snaps with with Lord knows what in them, and I, I don't know if that's I don't know if anyone cares. Like, does anyone want to see like random pictures from me? Uh, is there anyone posting good content? But there's a lot of great content being created on Snapchat from people in the Shamus community. A lot mm-hmm. of the a lot of the people in there are actually doing some really cool stuff. And so we had a discussion about it. We talked about it for an hour and uh <laughs> basically I got talked into it and and they gave me some tips and they're like, it's a way for to show people behind the scenes give them a more uh, personal look. And a lot of people, you know, I'm a podcaster, so people, one, they can't see how awesome my hair looks right now, but they don't know what I look like. They don't, they've never seen, most of them have probably never seen a video of me. So it's just a way to give them a little bit more of that, that personal connection. And so anyways, all that to say, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent here, but all that to say, if you want to follow me on Snapchat, the username is Aaron CWA. Aaron with two A's, C W A. So yeah, I mean, I I post videos about what I'm up to, daily planning. I try to do tips, health advice, podcasting stuff. It's just a little bit, uh, a little bit of behind the scenes. That's it. So Aaron at thepodcastdude.com. I'm the podcast dude on Twitter. Glenn, I believe you have an email address that you encourage people to email you. As yeah, well, right. Glenn with two N's at Right with Impact. Dot com And so, yeah, definitely send me an email. Let me know if you have any questions about LinkedIn. I like to talk about it and write about it. And thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And thanks, Aaron, and to the entire team at uh, Sean West, Sean McCabe, and everyone there for inviting me onto your program. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming, man. This was this was really good. I uh, Man, you opened a loop earlier about doing another series, and now I'm curious. <laughs> 
That's okay. Now I got to invite you on my show first. You're invited to my show. All right. I think we got some questions in the after show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I think we got a couple of questions to answer. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know what? I want to come on your show and talk some of those writers into podcasting. Yep, because I think uh, I think that Chris Fox guy would be a really good podcaster. Yeah, definitely. No, he's he's really good. He's got a he's uh, live. He's vlogging his novel. So he's right. He's oh, writing a full right. length novel in 21 days, and he's putting it on YouTube every day. It's the most amazing challenge you've ever seen. You got to watch it. It's really great. I, I yeah I where was I I, w- I tried to watch one of those videos earlier but it wasn't loading I think I was in a bad uh, internet connection spot so but I, I do want to go back and watch it and that's a really cool idea see that's that's like that's a good idea that's a good way to promote your stuff you know show show people the process I'm I'm all for that yeah so yeah but I would love to come on your show um so we got a couple of questions from Garrett so Garrett Mickley asks should I keep my LinkedIn content to job-related content, would it be a good idea to keep my website content game design-related while my LinkedIn content has to do with the business end of game design? I would say whatever you're going to publish on LinkedIn, just publish publish about what you want to be known for. For yep. example, like if you want to be known for being yep. a, a game designer, then publish things about that. Share updates about what successful game designers are doing or how to how to learn how to become a game designer. Yeah. Just publish everything related to that. Become known as that guy. Like that's how I do it with podcasting. Right. There's there's a lot of different aspects to podcasting. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So I think that's excellent advice. That's a great answer. Better than I, I could possibly put it. And yeah, so don't overthink it. Don't worry about, you know, trying to be business related or, you know, really stuffy and boring. No. You know, just write about something that you know about and you're passionate about. And, you know, just, just, uh, you know, put it out there and it'll reach, you know, maybe that particular audience and maybe it's a narrow audience and maybe that's you know, perfectly fine for you. Cause that's all you care about. Yeah. Uh, but you know, don't overthink it. Give it just, you also just got to throw stuff out there and see what sticks for lack of a better expression, you know, just, just do it and see what, you know, see what works, see what doesn't. And you'll end up doing more of the stuff that works and less of the stuff that doesn't. I like that. And and I would add just just be authentic, be genuine, write about stuff that you care about and your because your goal what what you want is to attract other people that share your interests, attract exactly. other people yeah. that care about the same things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say don't don't like don't try to figure out what the what the whole LinkedIn audience right. group of people care about. No, like you're you're basically writing to one other person and it's kind of yourself. I mean, that's the way I think about it. 
Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, even though it sounds kind of daunting, you know, there are 420 million members and it's true and they're global and they're you know, 200 countries and, you know, like it's very kind of intimidating. Don't think of it that way. Just just realize there are probably people out there who, you know, do what you do or are interested in the same things. And that's who you're, you're probably going to talk to or write to. And that's good enough. And so just, you know, write my the posts that come out really quickly for me, the ones I don't have to think about too hard, but I do sort of get into that flow state, that state of concentration, and they just sort of flow out of my fingers are the ones where I'm just relating what I know best and what I care about most. And you put that, you know, that sort of attitude or that, that enthusiasm or passion into what you write, people mm-hmm. will notice that. And I think they'll, they'll get engaged. They'll like that even more rather than trying to be Mr. Authority or Ms. Authority on a certain topic, which is, it's fine. You, you know, you want to be known as an authority to some extent, but don't try too hard. Don't try too hard. Just sort of write what you, what you know best, what you're really interested in. And then it'll, that authority will come out, I think, very naturally. And then here's something that I don't know when I realized this, maybe a year ago or so, but, and I hope it doesn't sound too cheesy, but if you notice the word authority has the word author in it. So there you go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, I you know you should, you should, you should bang oh, your drum on that one. So look, it, or the symbols, you know, a little symbol crash from uh, from Aaron Dowd, but um, yeah, it, but it's true. So I think the people who write, and again, this is uh, sort of consistent with what Sean has been talking about a lot for the past couple of years, and especially recently. But you know, if you're you're writing. You're teaching what you know. You're becoming known as an expert in that field. So two years ago, I was known for nothing. I'll be perfectly frank because hmm. I did not write under my own name. Nobody knew who I was and they didn't know what I knew. So now, two years later, I'm known as... I write about a, du- a number of different topics, including education, technology, professional development. But one thing I've tried to curate and build a you know, sort of a personal you know, presence around is writing. And so people know me for that. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. No, a couple of years ago, I wasn't I wasn't really known for anything either. And man, I love that you, you can't have authority without author. Yeah, yeah. good stuff, man. I I think that's uh, I think that's really great. And then uh, let's touch on this other. Do you, do you have time? Do you have to go? Sure, I can. I can take you? another one. Sure. Okay, I think just he had one other question. This was about like there. There's a bunch of different plat. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. There's a bunch of different platforms. Medium now LinkedIn. Twitter, social media, blog posts, but yet all these different things. Like, how do you decide what goes where? You know, should you should you post the same thing on all three, but maybe re- rewrite it to avoid duplicate content? Yeah. Do you want to start with this one, or do you want me to? I, I'll do this because this is actually this takes a little bit longer, and I'll try to be concise because it's, it's a longer discussion. Mm. And I'll tell you why. So, because it's kind of strange the way I do it. And I've, I've talked to the editors at LinkedIn about this and how I do it and why. I've also talked to the editors at Medium in person, why I do it. you just know everybody. So let me, let me tell you what I do. Okay. This is just me. And I'm not suggesting you do this, but um, <laughs> I've written, I started writing a lot of my posts and I still do to this day, not all of them, but a lot of them I write on Medium. So here's the secret. I, I write on Medium because the, the UI... Is so beautiful. It is it's nice. So, so minimalistic. It's so nice. So even though I look like this, some corporate communications guy on the outside, I'm actually, you know, sort of a, you know, I can appreciate good design. Right? Yes. I'll, I'll just put it that way. I'm not a I graphic designer. And I'm not a web designer by profession, but I appreciate it. So when I saw Medium, I immediately fell in love with it. And 
let me tell you this. So I'm speaking to Garrett here and, and anyone else who's interested in, in this. Here's my secret. Mm. I write on Medium. And I told the LinkedIn editors, and they're like, what? Uh, we've never heard that before. And they were fine with it because they know that I publish on LinkedIn. Right. <laughs> so I, I publish on LinkedIn because that's where the freaking audiences. It's huge. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. Medium, Medium does have an audience. It's growing. They also, mm-hmm. you know, Medium is is an interesting place, but what's it's difficult to get noticed. So right. for example, the same blog post on LinkedIn will get, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 40,000 views on LinkedIn. I've been quite fortunate. You know, I've gotten a lot of traction with not just in views, but engagement, you know, social shares and comments. But anyway, yep. so it'll go, it'll take off. And the reason why it takes off in linked on LinkedIn is because it gets tagged under one of the pulse channels. Mm. And the reason why it gets tagged is because the editors know my content and they'll tag it manually. You see what I'm saying? So you yep. got if you want to get traction, you got to get tagged under one of the big channels so that it, it gets you know pushed out to their the readers. Now, Medium, I don't know how it works. It's controlled by you know collection owners, and then there are editors. I've met the editors, and they do hand curation. But you know you have to get their attention, like you do with yeah. LinkedIn, and they will hand curate certain pieces, and and others they'll you know they'll ignore, and most of them they'll ignore. And so, Medium is beautiful. I can think and write really well on Medium, but then I mm-hmm. I copy and paste and publish it on LinkedIn first. Now that's not answering your question. So I can I can publish on Medium, and I often do, and sometimes they do fairly well. Uh, but for the most part, LinkedIn is where the audience is, and you'll get a lot more traction there. But Medium is nice. You can definitely build a presence there. There's definitely a, a, an interesting community there, sort of more of sort of the creative type, tech type, you know what I mean? Uh, sort of the uh, you know the cool type that are you know hang out on, on in the community here, mm. and less corporate for sure. And there's a lot more swearing, you know, a lot more vulgar language there on Medium. A lot more, you know, it's, it just feels a little bit more free and free ranging than LinkedIn, which is a little bit more, definitely a little bit more uh, buttoned down. Sure. So Medium is great. I highly recommend you, you know, building a presence on Medium and a following there. I, I, I like Medium a lot, but I'm just telling you the, the reality. If you look at the stats, um, and it's all quite visible, quite transparent, you can go to each of my LinkedIn posts and see the stats. Whereas on Medium, it's not transparent. So that's that's the mm. most one of the most amazing things about LinkedIn is number one they give you amazing stats. You have the stats dashboard that they launched last year that is just un, you know really great stats. Number one, number two, they make it trans not all of it but you know some of the essentials they make it totally transparent to the world. So you know that's sort of like your badge. You know it shows. I mean you know it's not not that you want to boast or anything but it just shows you know it's a record of you know how far your post went and the kind of you know response that it generated. Anyway, I can go on and on about that. So I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, you know, do both. Medium and LinkedIn are, are great platforms, both. Okay, then no, that's good. And I, I'll just add something real quick, and then we got to wrap up because wow, we're 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 pushing an hour and forty minutes. Okay. Uh, woo! Remember how I said at the beginning of the first show that I was going to try to keep it at like 30, 45 minutes? Yeah, I know. It never happens. Okay, so Garrett, Garrett, here's here's my thoughts, dude. I found I found that the more I write, the more I think about writing the more topics I write down, the more I have to write about. So write a blog post and then publish it. Think about it for a while. Maybe you can rewrite it, but I'm, I'm just saying like it's, it's, you're not going to run out of things to write about. The more you write, the more you have to write about it. Sean says that all the time and he's absolutely correct. So, I mean, and yeah, maybe think about the audience a little bit more and say, okay, is this something for my, like my, 
Mike, is this something for like my hacker friends, my hipster friends that are on Medium, or is this something for more of like the straight up, very serious professional type? And I'm not saying on on LinkedIn everyone's like buttoned down and professional, but Glenn, you said you know it's it is a little bit more. Um, there's less cursing. It's it's it's. I want to say serious, but I don't want to say that in like not, not as a bad way, but just like people take their stuff seriously, right? Yeah, def- that's a good thing. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. No, definitely, it's definitely more not just serious, more professional. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no no cursing, very little on yeah. linked, LinkedIn, and you know, and then on Medium, it's just you know, it's more fun. It's sort of you know, it's more relaxed and uh, right. So maybe consider, maybe think about like which which place would be ideal, you know. Yeah, because because I'm going to do that because yeah. my Medium posts, uh, I don't think I really am going to write that much about podcasting on Medium. It doesn't feel like the right place for me. Medium feels like a place to write about my personal thoughts, maybe some of the stuff that wouldn't necessarily go into the podcast. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I've seen, sorry, Aaron. I'm going to cut in here. I, I've seen okay. some people write about podcasting on link on Medium. Sorry, on Medium, and some of them right. do pretty well. You know, depending well, on the topic and what you write about. So I don't rule it out right now. Especially, you know, no, just, right. just just give it a shot. I think you've got a lot to say about uh, podcasting for sure. A lot that a lot of people want to hear about or, or read about. Because you know, for whatever reason, they may not you know not go to my discovered site. your podcast yet, but they yeah. will. And uh, or they don't have the time to listen, or they don't like to listen. As you know, you know we we love podcasts, yeah. but not everybody does. And so it's just for them, you know, just to sort of zoom through, a, you know, a written post by you on podcasting, on Medium, I think is a good idea. Okay, so you got a fair point there. You got a fair point there. So yeah, but yeah, mainly that's what I wanted to say is Garrett, just just write write more, write yeah. twice as much as you are right now. Yeah, I wish I could. I mean, I have a lot more topics that are in my Evernote fo- folder or, or on Medium. So in my drafts folder on Medium, I have like 50 topics that are, are un- unpublished or unfinished because I Wowzers. didn't have the time or whatever for whatever reason. But I try to dip into those once in a while and just sort of get them out the door because I just they stick with me in my mind. I want to I you know turn them over and over and I just want to just get it done and published. And some of those that I sit on for a long time, and then you know when the time arises, when the opportunity arises, there's something in the news or something interesting that happens, I'll write about it and publish it at that moment, and you know it's sort of that helps a lot in turn, you know if I peg it, if I relate it to something that's happening in the real world, then uh, that helps. So anyway, mm. I like that. Capture your topics and write more. Yeah, I think that's how I think that's how we're going to end this series. Yeah, especially with for someone who's uh, of my my age, um, I don't remember all of my awesome headlines, so I do have to carry around on my iPhone, you know, my Evernote, uh, so that I capture, you know, the those great headlines that come to my mind because I'm not like you know the young folk, the millennials like you. You guys have great <laughs> memories and you can remember everything. I'm, I'm getting up I, there. I know but, you're joking here. I know you're joking here, but you're. <laughs> That's actually no. That's a great point, and that is a yeah. great practice. Like, don't don't try to remember. Don't ever try to remember everything. Keep it in your head. Like, yeah. everyone, podcasters, writers, everyone should have a list somewhere yeah. where they capture topic and headline ideas. That's if you're not, you're yeah. messing up so bad if you're not doing this. Yeah, that's that's such a game. Been such a game changer for me. And the other game changer for me is is moving from my basic text app, which is you know on my iPhone to Evernote. So putting it in and and putting the stuff in the cloud as much as possible so that, you know, if I lose my phone and I've had very several near misses where I thought for sure it was, you know, my phone was gone forever. And I thought I lost like 50 fantastic blog post topics and book ideas. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? So so put it in the cloud, even though you know maybe someone out there in the matrix is is reading your stuff. I don't really care. Uh, at least at least you know you'll have you'll be able to download it and uh, work on it at any moment. So final piece of parting advice, Aaron. Thanks a lot, and thanks to everyone in the, in the amazing Sean West community. Sorry, I'm sounding kind of you know in a, in a rush here, but I actually do have to sign off. Go somewhere else. <laughs> sign off soon, and I'll see you, see you talk to you all again soon. I hope. Definitely, man. Have an have an excellent day. Yeah, thanks Bye, a lot. Bye, people. Yep. Thank you, Glenn Leibowitz. <laughs> thanks. <laughs>